viewer discretion is advised. For the next hour, you will be entertained, pissed off, and fall in love with two idiots that actually believe they can make a podcast. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello there, and welcome back to the After Hours Podcast with me, Scott. And me, Joe. And this week is a special one. Like every single week is, though. But this one's yeah. extra special. Because this week, we're in the poacher's pocket. Which is the first bar I managed and also worked in. This bar are nice enough to lend where uh, the whole conservatory to let me do this podcast. Shout to them. Shout to Ian uh, for letting me do this. Poacher's Pocket's a special bar and it's a lovely bar as well. Oh, it's l- absolutely I think it's beautiful. It's a, it's such a beautiful bar because it's next to... like It's not in the middle of nowhere because it's next to Metro Centre, which is like... Yeah, the biggest, busiest shopping centre, I believe, in probably the whole of the UK. Well, not the whole of the UK. Northeast we'll go with. Northeast? Definitely Northeast. Mate, there's London is the only thing I was thinking of. Yeah, <sighs> but it's like, it's literally a tourist attraction as well. It's its yeah. own tourist attraction. It's just a huge shopping centre. It's got an audience, it's got everything. It's a four-mile square of, like, just shopping. Yeah, experience. but it's like literally right next to the poachers, just off it on Market yeah. Lane. Um. But with this, I'd like to do a little sponsor thing for them, though, because they're nice enough to let we have the... Give us a helping hand. Yeah. So the Porch's Pocket has got the best firework display that I've seen in years. Um, yeah. When I was there, that's when we first started in. Every year they've carried on since, apart from when they had when COVID was on, so you couldn't really do events. Yeah. Um, we, we but they're bringing it back. Thursday the 4th of November at half 5 p.m., Firework display. They have a DJ on the roof blasting music. They have fireworks off off the roof of the building. They've got uh, effing from hot dog vans to burger vans to sparklers, glow sticks, uh, fairground rides, and just candy trucks and stuff. Obviously, it's a pub, so you get your drink and effing from there. And it is a mental night, and it is brilliant. And it is an experience. It is, because they they go all out like like you've got most places like you see like a rugby club or. Uh, a, a place that does an event every single year and they spend thousands on fireworks. These guys don't spend millions, but... The, well, they what, go for it. They the make it last a good half an hour to an hour the fireworks display every single time. And I know these guys are as well. We're being the new owners. Uh, so shout at them, because it, it, I'm going on Thursday and I know it's going to be a hell of an experience. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> now, with the poachers... It was the first bar I ever worked in. And oh. it was I'd never worked in a bar before that. Ever. Never been That's behind mental. a bar. I in a first I remember I first going in and uh, we served the bar and I think because when we, we took over the bar we had forty eight hours to open it. Yeah. Off the brewery. So we got it cleaned out, opened it, and it was a slow start first because the people before us barred everyone. But because my mad had been in bars for nearly 35 years and knew exactly what she was doing, it was it was just like, it, I couldn't have learned off a better person Yeah. to run bars with. There's no one I could have learned off better than her. So shout out mum. <laughs> shout out mum Macarena. Big ups. <laughs> <laughs> you like the poachers, don't you, Joe? Yeah, it's, no, my only thing about it is I wish I lived closer to it. Yes. It's one of them. Because yeah. we're a little bit far from it. it. At the minute, yeah. Yeah. But 
every time I seem to go to the Metro Centre, I always go there. Mm-hmm. It's always, always like, do you want to go to the port just for a pint afterwards? Yeah, every time. Every time uh, we do it. Which kind of speaks volumes, since like there is places in the Metro Centre, the but I'd much rather go mm-hmm. to there. If anyone kind of find it, it, it I mean, if you're at the Metro Centre, literally taping the porter's pocket, it's generally round the corner. It's you go over a bridge and you go, hit a little mini roundabout, turn left on Market Lane, and if you just follow Market Lane, you'll see it on the left. You can't, can't miss, miss it. it. You generally can't miss it. It's yeah, you you pretty much like this trees either side of you, then as soon as you pull a little bit further forward, it's just this big wide open thing. And it's like, it's a weird placement for it because you don't expect it there. Yeah. But it's this lovely sort of area around it now mm-hmm. like inside they've um uh, they've got a fire which is you burn the wood and the coal and everything like that very old school very old school um and there's a tree inside yeah it's one of i believe at the time when we had it it was 105 pubs in the uk that had a tree inside the pub now it's not a proper real tree it's a coke tree so it's made out of coke not Coke sniff. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just, was saying, just looking at it, mate, like, my eyes wide. <laughs> not a coke tree, but like, fuck's sake, Joe. Joe's fuck's dying. Sake, just dying. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's we wrapped a lights around it. We made it look much nicer, and I knew the new owners are thinking about doing that as well. And it just adds that extra thing. But when you walk in the pub, apart from seeing the actual bar, if you look left you will see this tree and it's not in the way either. No. Um, the only thing I will warn people is if you are going to the poachers is if you are of the height of six foot four and above, take a little bit of a crouch down when you go to the bar. Made that mistake once, I won't do it again. Because the, the bar goes down a tiny yeah, bit. It's, it's, honestly, you just clip your heels. He's, not, you're talking like, the, he's ah. not talking about the ceiling height, by the way, because ceiling height's yeah, high. ceiling height's high. It's just the bar does go down tiny as Like, bit, there's but... little boards above the bar, and, like, it's it hit me head the first time, and I was like, it's, ow. It's advertisement. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now they've got a dartboard, a pool table, obviously, as you do in most bars, but they've got something special, which is the bull game. The bull ring. Where you, the bull ring way. It's literally a, a ring, a metal ring on a string, and you stand next to the bar, and you just swing it towards this bull's horn. You've got to try and hang it on there. Yeah. Um, I know playing people have might seen on like TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that, like little games like party tricks and stuff like that. But it's a proper one. It's it's good fun. It it's good fun when you know what to do. I think I got sick of it very quickly <laughs> because I once spent about six hours trying to get this <laughs> bloody thing on the horn, and eventually I was like, no, I'm never getting this. It's never happening. I threw it one last time when I got it on, and I was like, oh, I hate this. I hate my life. <laughs> it's a love and hate relationship. Yeah. <laughs> but it can be fun. <laughs> oh, it can be fun. It. We. What was it? We made a bet and we uh, said like how many times it would take us to do it. Mm-hmm. This was the second time we went. Um, and you were like, oh, I reckon you'll get it in like twenty attempts. I went, I reckon I get it in about two hundred. So I sat there and we got, kept going, kept going. I've never got it again. Yeah. I've had it once. <laughs> I was I, I did it earlier, and I think I did on me. Must have been the thirtieth attempt. Yeah. Yeah, easy. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game of skill. 
Yeah. And I don't have any. It's dog friendly as well. That's what I love about the poachers. Dog friendly. Yeah. It's just that. It's just that. I love that bar. It's the first bar I've worked in, and I've loved it ever since. The only the only thing I I uh, another thing I didn't really like about it is, and I know I shouldn't, but it's Scott's fault. Oh. You lived there, and I lived here, and it was hard work. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> me and Joe living like um, across the wire, Newcastle, and yeah, like Gosforth, Longbedden area, right? Yeah. And the porters in Wickham. Dunstan, Swalwell, that kind of area. So it is a bit of a trek. It is when you want to go and see a pal for like a paint out, but if you're in that local area, oh, it's ideal, lovely. I think it's one of the best bars in the area by far. Yeah. And the I... beer's not that bad either. Eee, not that bad. It's bloody delicious. <laughs> right, anyways. So, rest of the podcast. This is what we're going to do. Me and Joe this week are going to talk about simple things. Like how Joe's very, very angry. <laughs> so, the reason why I'm so angry... It, 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 no, it, it, and now, this day and age with COVID and it's hard work and this, that and the other. There is nothing, and I mean nothing in this world, that should take two fucking months to get to me. I could walk to this fucking place and get the shit that I need. It's in Poland, by the way. Poland. <laughs> I could have walked to fucking Poland, walked, swam, fucking anything to fucking Poland to get me fucking a hoodie that I wanted fucking a month ago. Did you say honey? Hoodie. Oh, hoodie. <laughs> fucking useless bastards. So, if anyone would ever like to know, do not, and I fucking pray to you, do not. It's a wish. No, it's not fucking wish. It's their own fucking company, so I'm going to put them definitely on blast. Bitter sweet Paris. Fuck them. Fuck them, the stupid fucks. They're charged to 70 fucking quid. 70 quid for a fucking hoodie, and I haven't got it. What's a hoodie? Oh, um, uh, cheers. Well, I'm going to be really gay. Um, so, I really like Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Love it, very dearly. So I decided to get, like, Vegeta's fucking outfit printed onto a hoodie. It looks really cool. It was something that they were going to do. So I was like, you know what? I need a new hoodie anyway. I'll fucking buy it. Why not? I wonder if it looks like shit when it gets here. If it does, <laughs> now I've got to send it back, mate. There's going to be fucking hell on. I'm going to fucking go back with it after me two-month fucking walk in there and boot <laughs> off. Useless fucks, man. Mate, I've, I have ordered stuff online before. It has never taken this long. Never. I will never shop with them again. Robin little bastards. I don't care how good it looks. If Even if it comes looking mint, I'm going to be like fucking raging still. So, I've just Googled. How long does it take to walk from Newcastle upon Tyne to Poland? If it's less than two months, I'm fucking going to start walking new. 279 hours. Mate, that's like 12 days! That's non-stop. It's 12 days non Right, so I could have done it in 24 days. 12 hours of walking each day. That's if you just walk there. I've got a car, like, I could have jumped in the car and drove, dude. How, how long is it on a drive? What? If I was driving? Uh, 
You got a lot of checkpoints on the way. You got to go through Germany, Belgium, Netherlands. Yeah, I, I don't care. Uh, I've got a passport. 20 hours. 20 hours. 20. 20 hours and 23 minutes. Okay. Via the A2. I could have got there in... I could have been there and back in two days. If you had lent my bike to cycle, <laughs> it would have been 82 been... hours. I could have been there and back in two days. We How? should make that a trip. I'm I'm all for it. If you if you get this hoodie and we'll vlog it, we'll do like a video. If I don't like it and we're sending it back, I'll drive to fucking Poland. <laughs> I'll message them being like, look I know we need passports, don't we? I've got one. I don't. I'll message them being like, look, I'm really disappointed with this hoodie. You I'll have to get the actual address though, because this is the, like the capital of Poland. Warsaw. Um, I'll find out where they. Address. Doesn't matter. Twenty hours. Fuck is. I'll drive there. Give you it just for me. Fucking seventy quid back. <laughs> well, that is like... the level of pettiness I am at now. Well, yeah, Joe. So you're looking at about. Tr- you. You look. If you got the train. Yeah. There's no route. But car wise, twenty hours. Oh, this is 22 minutes now. Via the A2. And that's if I stick to the fucking speed limit. Well, in different countries, um, like the motorway in Germany, there's no speed limit. The Autobahn. The Autobahn, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I hope that's comedy nerves at least a little Mate, bit. Mate, I'm, I'm so much more annoyed. <laughs> 20 hours. I know, it's like two months. Mate, ah, no, 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 I'm so annoyed now. I'm even worse than what I was before. You know what? I might just message them saying, yeah, look, leave it there. I'll come get it. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave it wherever wherever it is. It might be already on its way. It might be in Amsterdam right now. After two months, it best be in the fucking UK. I know. It might be in Essex or Hull or... Somewhere, no shields maybe the ferry. No shields, Weatherwell. No shields, Weatherwell. No, I was actually thinking about the uh, DFDS you can get from uh, Newcastle to Amsterdam and Amsterdam back to Newcastle. Is it? Oh, yeah. DFDS boat. But, mate, that's. How can I do it in 20 hours and you can't get it here in fucking 20 days? I don't know, I didn't work mate, for them. Mate, <laughs> no, that's, that's so wrong on so many fucking levels. In, um, in other news. In other you... news, Joe's been in the news this week. Um, well, I'll say this week, it was 27th of October, which yeah, this week. In a bizarre turn of events, a man from Colorado is suing Denver Dating Co. for reportedly not having enough women on their service website. A call reports Ian Cross. This man must be fucking desperate, right? 29-year-old man claims he's paid $9,409.80 for a subscription for a dating website service that found there were only five females in the 18 to 35 active in data range. Oh, wow. He paid nine and a half grand to speak to only five females. So he's suing them. Wow. 
That must be painful, you know. As per the Denver Post, Cross, ex- <laughs> Cross expressed interest in connecting the single women his age and was informed that there was a large number of single ladies in the 25 to 35 range in the group. I'm taking that as a solid no, there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Five of them. Mate, I bet you it was one of them sites that was... Oh, yeah, I've, I've just totally stitched myself up, yeah. Um, local MILFs in your area. <laughs> you see them on the hub all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yes, women two miles away from you. Bloody blah. It made it shite, man. The world of dating is a scary place. What you want to do is what Scott did. What's that? Shag a cool I get her pregnant, so then she can't leave you. <laughs> That's what Reese said. She said, Reese, you know, if like even we split up, you're stuck with us for life. We've got a baby now. Mm. Oh, it's not born yet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I ran a vodka for you. Oh, more news stories. Uh, a man is fuming as Pizza Hut delivered someone that else's leftovers and just eat mix up. What? <laughs> that can't be a thing. There's no way. So he just got somebody else's food. Apparently so. Uh, Darren Davies was left hungry after a disgraceful mix-up and saw him giving a run table's doggy bag after ordering Pizza Hut from Pizza Off Just Eat. So basically, someone's been at Pizza Hut, had their food, said, can, I, can you put this in a bag for us and take it home? They've put it on the side for a minute, and the Just Eat guys picked it up and took it to someone else's home. Oh my God. <laughs> No, I'd be foaming me. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I've had one bad experience with a takeaway, and it was um, oh god, I'm not I'm not going to say the place because I still go to them. I don't want them spitting me food. Go on then. It's it's the one that we normally go to. Um, the one that stays open until young yeah. in the morning. Yeah. So I ordered it to our pal Lapma's house. Right, it was me and him. So I ordered it, confirmed everything. It was about one o'clock in the morning. This place stays open a little later. Mm. So, uh, wait around, wait around. Gets to about four o'clock. I'm like, yeah, this fucking shit's not coming, this. So I can't read. Uh, I'm off, mate. Blah, blah, blah. I can't home. Apparently eight o'clock the next morning. Yeah. They came with both the pizzas. <laughs> I, the bit that, that he doesn't tell you is, I paid for them. And he ate both of the fuckers. <laughs> how was how like did you that wouldn't work? do that? Like you wouldn't do that. If I'd paid for them, the fucking mine. That's fine. <laughs> but if fucking somebody else has paid for both of them, oh man, I was raging when he told us. Do you remember the one when we were lap mads as well in uh, the garlic sauce story? Oh my fucking god! Oh, you you never let this go. Right. <laughs> Still pissed off this day about this. So. We're sitting there, got a couple of boys having drinks in Lapmas flat, you know, as boys do, having drinks, order Manly pizza, stuff. get hungry, order our pizza, mm. as you do. Mm. Men. Manly. Mm. I order it. I do it off the app. I do it off Just Eat. Order it. Pizzas, tubs of garlic, yeah. They come. Pizzas come, like, an hour later. They show up. We'll get them through the door. Sit there, everyone. Right, that's yours, that's yours. I know. The... It's two tubs of garlic between four lads. How many did you order? 
ten. Yeah, it was it was like ten, ten eight. It was like two like each, like one each, two each. But mine comes with a garlic sauce. Yeah. So hand out the garlic sauce, isn't that? Me Lama don't have any garlic sauce. So like fuck's garlic sauce. Rang them up. As I'm ringing them, Lama starts eating his pizza. Anyway, what the fuck is that? They only put the garlic inside the pizza. So, when I looked and I pressed for extras where the sauces were, I put in 10, they put garlic inside of both our pizzas, and then the rest of the tubs, which was three or four, gave to her in a bag. So what you've done is you customised your pizza and put extra garlic in, or did you actually order it as a garlic sauce? As a garlic sauce. Oh, mate. And they put it in the garlic sauce. So mate. I kicked off and I went, yes, we've read the check wrong. That's what they said. They admitted and said they rang the check wrong. I went, right, can I have my other garlic sauces? I went, yes, but you've still got garlic in your pizza. Why would you want more garlic sauce? I went, because I want my fucking garlic tub. That's what I want. I went, yeah, but the garlic's in it. I went, that's not my fucking fault then. How about this? Bring us a new fucking pizza and bring us more garlic. How about that? <sighs> and they just went, just made a hundred excuses. I went, no, man, fuck it. Hung up my phone. But I remember all yous were buckled because I was kicking off over something as simple as garlic sauce. And yous had never seen us so angry. Over something so trivial. D- yeah. Yeah. The, the funny event of that is, later on, did you get tell about it or not? What? That had garlic sauce in the fridge. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> you see the straw in my face right now. Yeah, yeah, that, that that whole argument, that whole scenario could have been stopped if he went, I'll just go get mine. I didn't know about that. Now I'm pissed off a lot, man. You could have saved like 30 quid as well, because that's how much you just spent on garlic sauce. Yeah, fuck you, lot, man. Oh, hey. By this guy who had the pizza, uh, I then looked back in the box and thought, there's a different pizza in there. There was a vegetable one, a chicken one, and there's also different slices. I'd ordered a barbecue one. He really went detail on what he did. <laughs> in the end, uh, the pizzas were all crumbled up because they'd been cooked while before. Uh, they all curled up, dried old pizzas. After calling up the restaurant to complain, it transpired that Darren had mistakenly sent a doggy bag from one of the diners eating in the restaurant instead of a fresh pizza he ordered. Nee shit. Man, um, that's bad. I want to find the conclusion of this story. <laughs> I'm invested now. Uh, Somebody was getting sacked. <laughs> a spokesman for Pizza Hut restaurant said this. The health and safety of our customers is our utmost importance to Pizza Hut. We are committed to maintaining high standards across all our branches. We are investigating the details of this isolated incident from our restaurant and also with Just Eat. We are... We have reached out to our customer to apologise and Shahi receives a full refund as well as a thank you gesture for raising it to our attention. That's the way to deal with a complaint. Right, in yep. other news... In better news? In, better, in much fucking better news. Joe. Yes? So shy I know. Why? Why would you do this to me? Why? <laughs> okay. Depending on tonight, 
depends on if he stays or goes for me. With Atlanta? Yeah. So if he... If they beat Atlanta, he's safe. If he beats Atlanta, he saves himself for another week. What if... If we win to Atlanta and lose to City... If what happened last time, though, against Atlanta, they were 2-0 up by half-time. I'd be so annoyed. I was so angry about it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still fuming about the Liverpool game. Obviously. The 5-0. Scott's looking a little smug. Prick. Um, I just love it, because I've seen you that day and you had a man new top one. <laughs> so, obviously, that really annoyed us. The Spurs game, yeah, we won. We looked a lot better. We seemed to have a tactic there, which was quite nice. But... Spurs aren't City, mm-hmm. so I, I really I'd, I'd like to see tonight's performance. See what he's, see what happens, and then the City game might if, be. If Solskjaer went, what manager do you think he could bring in? Oh God! Because um, Conte looks like he's going. Um, Conte's gone. He's, Spurs. Spurs. Spurs so, is the manager. I'd have Nuno at Newcastle. Yeah, I was I was talking about that. I think I'd thing. I'd have him in Newcastle because I think. What he did with the Wolves team. Yeah, he's a builder. He's a builder. He's not a, right, head of the competition, let's smash every team. He's not one of them. Mm. He's, let's build this into what it could possibly be. Yeah. Um, and that's what Newcastle are looking for right now with the new ownership. So. With with the Newcastle thing, I think he would be the perfect man for the job. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely built for this sort of thing. Given a lot of money to play with, let's build a team with him. Let's buy Portugal. <laughs> that would be my only thing. I'd say to him, look, don't narrow yourself into one part. Like, like, uh, like how um, because Wenger did used to with the Frenchman. Yeah. You buy every yeah, French yeah. Any, any French half-talented player was in Arsenal. Mm-hmm. It Expand your horizons. Some of the best teams in the world don't have all one nation, for instance. There's a rule though that you've got to have a select few English in your team. Yeah. But that would be the first nation I'd go buy in. English? Yeah, go get some good English talent. If there's one player I'd go for, see, I think Newcastle needs to start defensively. So, like, Torowski or whatever you call him. Torkowski. Yeah, him. If I'm told midfield, I'd go Calvin Phillips. Oh, yes, if you could. I think he's just a fresh young talent. That's yeah, just, he's very good. Him, I don't think he'll go. Him and Declan Rice in the summer. Really. I don't think he'll go to Newcastle. I really don't. I don't know why not, because Leeds isn't that far south. No, but I just... I think he, I think he's in love with Leeds. I don't think you leave Leeds for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Um, I think Rice... Well, I mean, he switched nations, so he can't be that fucking <laughs> trusting. So... Would you get a, any attackers? Well, apparently because we're getting that. Um, they're investing nearly six. Was it sixty-seven point five million into that? Um, what's his name? D- D- uh, Summit Louise, uh, the Porto striker. Ooh. Porto striker. We're gonna have to look that one up. I don't know. That's a pretty now Portuguese league. Um, um, he's apparently a bright young talent. It's, um... See, I, I was realistically, if I was Newcastle, one of the first players I'd go by is like a number ten. A marquee signing. I'd go get Jesse Lingard. Yeah. That would be a good buy. And I love Jesse Lingard. Jalings is mint. He really proved it at West Ham. And now like he's back at United, he's not getting game time. 
So maybe he's the buy. Maybe he's the one you should get. But if you're talking about a full rebuild, there's only so many players in Newcastle's team I'd actually keep. Yeah, there's only handful. Here he is. Paul forward, Luis Diaz. 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 Diaz, that's it. Fuck me. Um, six, <laughs> 68 million. Of a, yeah, about 68 million they want to pay for him. Fuck, no, man. That's, that's a lot of money for a Portuguese league player. Well, you seem to pay for fucking Joe Linton. Yeah. I, my worry would be that you're going to spend a lot of money really fast. Yeah, I don't want to do that either. Um, on players that are like risks. Like, I know Jesse Lingo would be a bit of a risk, but he's not massive. He's not a massive risk, no. Because we've seen what he's done. He's not top of the top of the block, but he did he did incredible at West Ham. He yeah. did do really good at West Ham. Uh, he went on a goal streak. Uh, well, that's one of the reasons we bought Willock as well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, but having the two of them could be really great. Um, I do think defensive midfield, you need one. Um, and Calvin Phillips would be amazing. I'd love Calvin Phillips, I just don't think he'd leave Leeds. That's my problem. I don't um, think he'd go. But those type of players, you you don't need players from like the best of the best. Like people, I I can have people talking in the street and that they're like, oh, I'm back there, this in Harland. It's not happening. Not only is it not happening, I wouldn't want them. It's too much, too quick. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want Harland and. Mbappe in that I really wouldn't not yet anyway plus now they'll go Newcastle it's Newcastle you got to think about where they're going in the world yeah um, Newcastle's not known for it's luxury we're, we're a lovely place we're mm. a lovely place to go we are we're, we are a beautiful city it's more like if you had to come to live here and you are a millionaire there's only a handful of places, places you can there's live there's literally like if you go to London you could pick a street Right. Yeah. And a lot of them are private, or it's where a lot of people live. Manchester, exactly the same. Even so, in Liverpool, there's a lot of nice places in Liverpool, just on the outskirts of Liverpool. Newcastle, I can think of Darris Hall. That's where most of the mansions Pond. are. Um, a lot, a lot of them live towards Gosfaff area because there's some rich houses in Gosfaff uh, near the metro. Hey, 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 hey! I'll have you know, I used to live next door to a footballer. Yeah, good for you. What do you want a medal? You live? Yeah, good for you. Do you want a medal? Yes. Right. There'd be more things at here than here, I got. What player? Gil Bigger Romana. Don't even know him. Really? No, I do. Oh, I was about to see. <laughs> I didn't want to see your face. <laughs> the Burundi International from, I think it was Coventry City. Yeah, that big of a player, yeah. Alright. He's fucking shite and he's a wanker. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Back on <laughs> Joe's rants. If you're a footballer, didn't be partying until four o'clock in the fucking morning just because you scored a goal, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> it was every other fucking week he was partying for some stupid fucking reason. Hey, if you've got the money. Fuck off. You tell me. Mate, you've, mate. Been, you've been town three times this week. Right, hang on. I went away. I wasn't partying in me Ken blasting music for the whole fucking world to hear. If you're going to go party like that, knock yourself out. But no, there's no need to be blasting music at four o'clock in the morning. You sound angry, bro. <laughs> you know what? I'm fucking on one the day. I bet you this gets titled Joe's Rants. 
would be fucking raging. Joe's ransom news articles. <laughs> oh, hey, man. <laughs> I'm not normally an angry person. I'm a lovely person. And very nice and calm and not violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never punched anyone in my life. How do you feel about um, Ian Hazard coming to Newcastle? Because <laughs> apparently that one's on the books and now. Oh, really? You know what? That isn't super far-fetched. Because he's coming to a point in his career where it's he's going on the tail end of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I mean one here. Because um, Eden Hazard's Real Madrid dream is flop, Dead. flop massively. I mean. <sighs> it's It's gone shite. Um, he's, and, he's Carlo Ancelotti's last choice and has no team in the place. No place in the team. That's it. Yeah, I'm retarded, sorry. Ancelotti, never mind in my coaching career, have I forced a player to stay when they want to leave? In my personal opinion, there's no question about it. If a player wants to leave, he will leave. There's not much a, a, that there's not much I can do, basically. Um, it's just sad to claim, because Hazard was on top of the world at Chelsea. Oh, mate. You know what? This is a bold statement. Prime Chelsea Hazard. Against prime Salah Liverpool. Hazard beats him. Hazard beats him every fucking time. Mate, that man always... He... Dr- <sighs> I think people are, are can happily agree with that. Only on one reason is because when it came to Salah, when it comes to Salah even now, he has such a good team around him. Now, I can't know you've seen Chelsea didn't. But fucking Hazard brought them through the mud. You know Hazard's one bad season I've seen with Chelsea? One bad season. It was when, when they finished, like... When Leicester won, won the, the league. league. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and he in, scored that win. And he was the one them. that scored the winner to help Leicester win the league. Yeah, yeah. That was his one bad season. Every other season has been... <laughs> Hold on. That one bad, bad season. I think he scored 17 goals that season. <laughs> he still did good, ah. He? he still did really good, but, but it was just, it wasn't, bad for him. It just wasn't him. What season was that? It would have been 2014. I, don't, I always thought it was fucking later. I don't think it was. The, the problem I've got, right, is... Were we in high school? I, think, I thought it would, like, would have been like... 2014, se- we left high school. Oh, yeah, mate. Honestly, my perception of time is ruined since fucking COVID. Like, there is nothing I can do anymore because I just don't understand it. So, Leicester City's title winning season was 2015-2016. Alright, so I was was season out. So, 2015-2016 starts for Eden Hazard. You know Salah's got better stats from Ronaldo in the Premier League right now. In the all-time collective of being in the Premier League. Yeah, but fucking uh, Ronaldo came in when he was a youngin, not in his prime. If we took prime Ronaldo, then how? Ah, you'd have to take La Liga Ronaldo though. It's just that Ronaldo gets put down as like one of the best players in the Premier League history and stuff, and the stats on they are good, but for Premier League standards compared to anyone else that's came in from from not that's English, it's not fantastic. So, just so we know, 2014-15 Hazard got 14 goals with 9 assists. 
That was a shit season for him. And that's a bad season for him. Like, that just tells you. So what's he doing with Real Madrid now? Probably two goals a season if he's lucky. Um, maybe one assist. Currently, nine games, one assist. There you go. Last season was 14 games, three goals, two assists. There you go. He's not doing great. He's doing shit. He's not. He's oh, Yeah, sorry, he is. Um, he's not doing great. I'd love to see him in a black and white. That'd be great. But... Imagine if he rekindles that form that he had at Chelsea as well. It's more... Becomes the world beater again. It's more, if he came in Newcastle, you think he's bigger than life. Well, I think if he went to Chelsea, he'd be more grounded. Because there is competition more at Chelsea than there is in Newcastle, being the team right now. He'd I, th- have, I think at Chelsea, he'd have to fight for his place. Because you got to imagine who he's going up against. He's going to go Havertz. Pulisic. Um, Macy Mount. Yeah. Yeah, he's going up few, against a canny few players like there's a few good players but that could also make or break a player 100% but I, I think, think I think if he walks in the water team who's he going up against San Maximin can you name another good player Callum Wilson straight guy you'd be hiding Hazard in the wing if you could you'd put Hazard wherever you could you could play him as a 10 you could play him as a 9 you could play mm. him as a winger there's a sad video of him when he's playing for Belgium and the F1 sprinting forward and he has touched the ball and he passes on and he has a little jog and he's just like everyone's just speeding past him and he's just like oh, I give up and he just starts walking and this is on the attack and he's just like I can't be asked. like he just starts dawdling he's probably on too many Belgian waffles and Belgian chocolate like. <laughs> I think I think he'd be good I think he could be really good you just got to make him lose the weight and like get back to his fucking peak well it's like um, a lot of the managers always say if you, you had Brazilian Ronaldo and Ronaldinho, and if Ronaldo didn't have his injuries and Ronaldinho had more discipline, that it's, no, funny enough, they could have been the greatest players of all time and could have beat out Messi and Ronaldo any day of the week. Do you know which um, manager said it? I forgot. Who was it? Ancelotti. Yeah. When he had AC Milan, funnily enough. Mm. Right. I think we have to move on from the football talk, sadly. Yeah. Before. Some people decide to kill themselves. Sorry, <laughs> me brother. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. <aye. laughs> Sorry, anyone else, but we know Jack. Hates it. Hates football. Yeah. Right, so me and Joe are swiftly going to move on. And uh, one of the things I want to talk about is one thing we've never really talked about is we haven't just always been bombing. No, obviously. Like before I first walked in the poachers, and before you first walked into Socials Football Club. Ah, and then we both started working <laughs> at the bull and like carried on as being bombing. Well, I've had a couple of other jobs that we yeah. have done. Um, I think I first got a job before you, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, because I got one as I was waiting for my GCSEs. Well, I didn't get a job till I was 17. Yeah. So my first job was making windows, aluminium windows, mm-hmm. as part of the climate change and all the rest of it. It um, simply made the windows in the factory. But the factory, I say factory, it was like free with I worked in it. Um, would make the wind, would line all the window frames and that up, make the windows, and then put them on the back of a van and go and install them. Simple as that, did that every week. I think I worked there for six months to eight months. Ooh. And then I remember. Didn't that long. Bradley came to us and went, do you want to do electrical at college with me? And I went, yeah. 
Because I was earning, I was on £5 an hour. I was 16. It's awful, isn't it? I was on £5 an hour. It was, at that time, it was just above the minimum wage. Yeah. So that's why I didn't mind. Um, and it, I was I was only working nine till five, but if like say we were somewhere like, I remember once we were in uh, Newcastle University in one of the libraries, and they wanted, the rooms that people have like meetings and stuff with, the one that moved, I think it was like five meters, closer in the library, so they made the room a little bit bigger. Oh. Right. Like it was fucking right far from for something so stupid. Fair enough. Um, I just remembered. Mm. I actually had a job at 16 and I forgot all about it because I tried my best to forget about it. So my first ever wage was £30 a week, working six days a week for some wanker of a fucking painter and decorator. This is going to be Joe's fucking rant week, isn't it? Um, So you know what? Absolute bellend. It's Carl Neil. He's a bellend. Can I just say this I'll is catch you be... in public. I will throw some hands, you little bell end. This mm. is going to be one of the podcasts where I did the bleeps for swearing. I think we're going to start on number eleven because <laughs> <laughs> Joe's runs Ooh. every other word is a swear word, and I can't be asked to stand there and go beep 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 Horrible man. So what I used to do at 16 year old, I used to have to make me way to certain places where he could pick us up because it was too much of an inconvenience of him. Fucking paying us £30 a fucking week for six days, the slave driver that he was. I always told you that was BS. Yeah, totally was, right? It was awful. And I remember, like, so one day, right, it was a Friday. I tell them, look, can't come out. I can't work for you on Saturday or Sunday. Gonna have to have the weekend off. I'm very sorry. And he goes, oh, well, 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 well. I can't. It's my cousin's birthday. I'm not missing it. Right? Didn't care. We're a close family. That's how we do it. Uh, so he goes, right, right, no problem. Gets close at the time. And he goes, oh, uh, I'm only paying you twenty quid this this week because. Uh, I don't have enough money to pay you 30. This was the week beforehand, and I just went. Oh, fuck you. No, I didn't give a fuck. So I walked away from him because he's a little wanker. I walked away from my first job because um, it was around Christmas. And uh, my ma dropped us off at work one morning. It was cold, and windows were a little bit steamed up. And he thought it would be funny. Oh, you've been chugging your ma. And I was like... I'm 16, that's fucking, like, that's minging to say to a 16-year-old. Yeah. You've been shagging your ma. And then going around the whole factory and telling all that. Oh, so I caught him and his ma shagging in the car this morning. No. What's well, the boss saying it as well? The guy who runs the company is saying this. So he said it a couple of more times, and that's when I snapped. And I remember I f- took my top off and I threw it at him. And I threw the hammer afterwards. Oh, right. So I threw it at his face and threw the hammer and hit him in the stomach. Um, and then I threw a wrench behind us and I, that just, like, it, his head, but, like, just skin the top of it. Just grazed as well. And he was bald and it was funny. I found it funny. So I hired my jacket on 
And I remember walking the metro, freezing fucking cold, because mm. it started snowing, and it was freezing. And walking away, got home, my mum already had, like, two phone calls. And she went, so what do you do for? And I told her, she went, oh, what a bellend. My mm. mum then went down and kicked off as well. She told me she was going to the shop. And then she came back and she went, oh, here you go, by the way. And what's that, she went, you week's wages. You are a proper mommy's boy. I oh, hate to tell you. Yeah. Right? Like, every, every single time I've ever known you to have an argument with someone, your mark comes storming in over the top. Even when you don't want it, she, she, she just does it. Um, she's one of them moms as well that goes, well, I said this and I said that. She sees that and does that. Yeah. She's one of them. Um, <laughs> and she's got no problem in throwing hands. <laughs> so what was my next job? Oh, the next job after that one. I went to work in a factory for two weeks. Mm. It was a clothing factory. Um, I was useless at it, to say the least. I was there for all of two weeks, and it was. What was it doing? I'm sexual stuff. No, no, uh, like, so what they used to do is they used to uh, print the uh, whatever material or like the design onto the material, and I just had to pick it off and like get rid of the scrap. That was it, and put it aside. But it, you can't move the fabric more than like an inch either mm-hmm. way to rip it off. It was you have to be like ninja sort of speed fast to tear it off before it gans anywhere. Really, it was a weird. I didn't have the skill for it. Strange thing was my second one. My mom had the shop, so I'm not going to come there. No, that was just standing there selling mm. fruit and sweet. Um, but you go to the market in the morning at Team Valley. That was fun because it was like wacky bases. People were the fucking trolleys, man. Oh, oh they were funny because it sounds bad, right? But there used to be um, a lot of Muslims that went. They were all dressed in like white, uh, their garments and all that. And the lads who were going round with the fruit and veg didn't give a shit. They were so racist. And what they do is the only person that wouldn't get hit with anything was the old man, the oldest man there because he was very highly respected. The youngins, though, oh, tomatoes. Apples, bananas, strawberries. They're wearing white garments and they'll be fucking throwing strawberries off them. But there's nothing that they could do back to them because they get kicked out. But the guys are working didn't give a shit. That's awful. But the way it worked is, the way he got served was, it went Geordie's, um, anyone else in the world, Macums, and then uh, foreigns, foreign people. So like when I say anyone else in the world... Anyone else in the world that is English. All right. So any Englishman or like an American that came over would get served before Macum, uh, someone from like say Durham or Middlesbrough or whatever, and then um, even though this isn't Team Valley across the water. Yeah. Um, and then Mus- uh, like Muslims or blacks or uh, foreign. Yeah, that's an awful place. When you're fucking sixteen, it you do find a funny side in it, but now it's just like. Fuck me, that's bad crock. That's awful. Man, yeah. I understand. I've never seen that in my life. Oh, it, it when you when they go around because they throw stuff off each other as well. Yeah, it is quite funny to watch. But then, like, they'll drop stuff off for you. So if you're a woman and you're Jody, you get stuff done for you straight away. So my mom would be like, if like say they were speaking to someone, right, and say like, oh, where are you from? The first thing they would ask, where are you from? Sunland, right? Gives a minute. Where are you from, love? And there you'll be my mum at the back of the queue. Newcastle, why? Right, come to the front, you're getting served first. Jodie's get served before anyone. 
Jordy's get serious. I mean, I like the idea, obviously, because being a Jordy. I probably wouldn't if I was wearing this shirt. No, like, they would serve you probably last wearing a man new top like Yeah, um <laughs> but they're probably just laughing at us actually. Yeah. Um I like the idea of like ooh, I get a little bit of privilege. But at the same time that is fucking awful. Yeah. But it's like the old man would get served like maybe nicely. But if one of his sons or something try to get served, nah. You've got you've you're not allowed the good stuff. You've got to get that gritty stuff at the bottom. Oh. The squash stuff, you've got to have that. Like, it was fucking bad crack, like. That's awful. It was bad That's crack. Awful. I remember that job, and then I did it. I went to BT for two years. So what if you're a Geordie Muslim? Nah, don't matter. Still Muslim. Aye, but like, my old... Uh... Oh, so like a white... If you're white, you get a bit of privilege. Because like my old rugby coach was white and a Muslim. Mm. Um, but he, you would never have like been like, oh, he's obviously. It's funny because the guys behind that were selling you fruit and bread and stuff always go, we're not racist, we're just assholes. We are <laughs> racist. They're very fucking <laughs> They're racist. Very racist. But he says, aye, but we're going against Macams as well, and if you got a white Macam, you're not getting served. <laughs> yeah, but to put Muslims under Macams is a bit brutal. <laughs> like fair enough if you were like, you know what, Macams are last. I can understand yeah, that. Yeah, but I remember that. When I, was, when I was younger, I found it quite funny, but now I look back and I'm like, yeah. fuck me. Um, but yeah, I worked at BT as well. We were there two years. When I first went, it was 9.50 an hour. And I had to deal with BT Sport complaints because that's when BT Sport first bought out a... Sky. No. For the football. The, yeah, for the um, for Champions League and yeah, yeah. competitions like that. So... Why the hell the comments now? Then I got uh, we got told on how to deal with four nine faults and then uh, then it was broadband, um, complaints, and something called bereavement, which is where if a customer dies, you've mm. got to cancel their account, but you got to speak to a loved one do it. Yeah. But if they don't have the right information, you can't do it. Oh wow! And we listened to a phone call in training once. <laughs> it's quite funny, to be fair. So, for BT, half of their business parks are in Bangladesh, in India, right? Okay. Now, to get a job in Bangladesh to work for BT, you've got to have at least a C in English. For your notes to write English and speak English, right? Right. And that's very hard to get in India. That's why they pay them nowhere near as much as the English do, but they get more than the average person in a standard job in India. Right. Um. So they wouldn't get like nine fifty an hour, but like, I'm not all in ruby cents because I don't know what the currency standard is. But like, they would get in say, what? Rupees, rupees. Rubies. Oh, rubies. You uh, said I, I wasn't like, getting paid in rubies. That's fucking. I know. Yeah, now what the <laughs> fuck? Like, rubies. So like, I'm not gonna even try to work that out. But it would be like say five pound an hour. But in India, that's can that's yeah, really good right. considering they've got mm. a lot of poverty and shit. But, um. That's so, a little. So they weren't, India weren't allowed to do bereavement calls. Because we listened to a phone call when they started doing bereavement and they tried to train uh, people in Bangladesh to do it. And on the phone call... You right, got the, whoa, is it Bangladesh or is it India? Bangladesh. Well, that's a different place, different country. Oh, they've got other places in India as well. All oh, right, just, just to, in yeah, case sorry. anybody on I'm, here I'm is I'm naming asking. it two different places, yeah. sorry. Yeah, sorry. So Bangladesh and India... 
they weren't allowed to do anymore because on this phone call <laughs> this this got this old woman who's crying over the phone she says my husband's dead um i need everything put into my name and stuff and uh, she says i've lost my husband in that um he's i need everything put in my name and all the rest of it because um i need to put all of my card and everything to that and the guy's doing really good on the phone call and then right there on the phone call he goes um have a beautiful day and i hope you find your husband because she says i lost my husband ah <laughs> he didn't understand that the saying ah, i lost my husband no <laughs> meant that he passed away ah because usually you'd put on the note saying bereavement. You'd leave a note. There, there would be a choice and then you'd write bereavement. That's what the phone call is. He just put it down as changed account information. Because mm. you had all the information. But he says, I hope you find your husband. The complaints <laughs> that came off that. Apparently he got sacked. Um, they got the whole of uh, the Indian team and Bangladesh team. And I think there was a Jamaican team as well. They got all their... Uh, stuff taken off all anything bereavement got taken off them and just English people were allowed to do it ah but that phone ah. call you just didn't expect in right then you should have seen all the work just look at each other fucking do they say at the end so um what do you think you did wrong here <laughs> yeah they do <laughs> like we'll listen to a phone call and they'll say like what do you think they did wrong there and stuff like that but like, I think that one was a bit obvious. Yeah, just a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I think there may be one or two people in the room that didn't fully understand it until like was mentioned and they went, "Oh, <laughs> fuck." Yeah, man. But I, that was it. Was good there, and then after two years, I left after throwing a laptop off my manja. But you never leave happy, do you? Um. No. 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 You I've, haven't. Oh, I've never left a job happy. Yeah. Well, you never usually do if you're gonna leave a place. And it. It's usually you get sacked or you leave pissed off. So we'll we'll go into my uh, other painting job. This one should be a fun one. So another painting company to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, I'm happy they're not gonna be sponsors. Are you kidding that tight or sponsor with? Um and what happened? Pretty much at the end, like I, I did. Oh God, two year. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't getting paid a lot. I was getting paid an apprentice's wage when I was fully trained. I remember telling you about that as well. That you yeah, you getting shit on. I, it wasn't great. I never made more than uh, five pound an hour, which is awful. Um, being eighteen and making that was hard work. Yep. Um, but luckily that's especially when I was working at BT at the same time. Yeah, and that was the whole reason why I got the job at South Shields. But anyway, and then eventually it got to a point, I was, um, it was the last six weeks I was working there, they just didn't pay us for six weeks. I, I kept this. I kept hounding them for this money, kept hounding them, hounding them, nothing was getting done, and eventually it got to the Thursday, and I just went, if I didn't get this money fucking the morrow, I'm walking out. And there's no use can deal with it now. I was on a site, it was really chocker. And I was like, look, I haven't been paid. Bloody blah. Friday comes, 12 o'clock, look at it, hadn't been paid. Manager of the site comes bombing over, and say, hey, oh, Joe, hey, how are I need you in this? Who's today customer care? I went, 
didn't need me to do it. He goes, what? I went, I am no longer painter and decorator. Thank you very much. I'm not going to tell the rest of the story because I might incriminate myself. Um, <laughs> but pretty much, yeah, I left and they owed us £1,000 or something, something like that. They owed us over that. And uh, they paid a portion of it, but they didn't pay us for like 900 and something to about 1000 Um It's a lot of money. It is. It's really annoying, and I still haven't seen it to this day. I later found out he wasn't paying me stamp either, so Robin bastard. But then, at the t oh God, I just thought, I was still working with Sean Mathias when I started my job at South Shields and ended it. So, I might as well talk about how I left Shields as well, eh? Go on then, that was, that was a fun one, eh? This, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. So, um, we, we might have, oh, I don't know if I can talk about this actually. Well, I got done in court, it was done. Okay, okay, yeah. It's complete in court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down goes payment, that's it. Um, so. That's why people can make movies about it after it's went through court. I hope so. My pal Dan got me a job. Because he was the manager at South Shields. Not like football wise, like manager of a bar. Um, so he got us into the bar in there. I was there for whew, nine months to a year. Mm. Something like that. Um, and the reason why I got sacked is because they were under the influence that I was taking money. Or Dan was. Or somebody on this bar. Yeah. So four members of staff got sacked. Dan got sacked and so did I. It turns out the person that was taking the money was actually in the back office. So we, in, we had previously. I had previously done this before. Yeah. So what happened was we put the money into the safe and then it would get counted by these people. Mm -hmm. He was one of the people that was trusted to count this money. And he would constantly say, oh, this tails down, this tails down, this tails down. So they were, they were under suspicion it was somebody. Um, but the bar that I used to work in was like in a big tent. There was no cameras there originally, and that was always the tail that was down. So they were under the impression it was me. Mm -hmm. So they put us into a different bar, or a different till where it's on camera. And it happens again, but the bag gets left. So somebody comes up the till at the end of the night, and leaves the bag on the side, but it's on the camera the entire time. Mm -hmm. Nobody touches it. Bloody bar. Dan comes, picks it up takes it into the office, puts it in the safe. Right. He's on camera the entire time doing so. Yep. It's after that. And they're like, right, well, we can't prove that Dan took it, because he didn't. Can I prove that I took it? Because I didn't. Those four members of staff didn't take it either. That Robin bastard in the fucking back office. See, I hate greedy people. I hate them so much, because I'm just... I'm not. But Dan guys a... Uh... We can't say how much. Yeah, I know. But Dan goes, come up, Ben. He, he got a good payout. He got paid out, is what he got. He didn't get a good payout. He could have got a lot more. Mm -hmm. He could have bankrupted. He got better than Nelt, though. Yeah. And they, they committed a lot of crimes whilst doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's... A yeah. I don't even know if I'm allowed back in. So I think while you were there, I think I started my journey at the Poachers. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Poachers pocket. I'd never been buying a bar before. My first week, I got asked for a shandy. I mean, I'm 19, but 
I've never, wasn't it? Yeah, I was 19. Yeah. So, I, but I mean, no one I'd ever drank with had ordered a shandy, so I didn't have a clue what it was. My mum was on a training course that week uh, for back office stuff, so I rang and went, Man, what's a shandy? She went, Lemonade in the glass before you put the beer in. I went, Brilliant, cheers, thank you. <laughs> Made a shandy. Did my first one, I was like, Belter. Um, red wine, didn't know how to be a room temperature. Didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. So, um, looked in the fridges, couldn't finish, and last was cheeky. She went, Clearly, you don't know what you're doing, do you? I went, Sorry, I'm not pissed, I'd like you. That's when my customer service comes in. <laughs> Stop BT customer service. You wonder why it's so bad? Here's the example. I was already BT. It depends who I spoke to. Um, I just died off of BT. That's why I left. I just it got really dead for us. Um, but Paul just, I learned so fucking much um, from learn how to do a real ale. Because it's not just like a normal keg where you just put it on. You've got to tap it. Yeah, um, you've got to wait 24, 48 hours. Then hurry on, but you've got at least like three to four days before you have to throw the keg away and you've got to sell everything in the keg. Yeah. So learn all that, uh, how to change kegs, how to sort of sell it, how to do the ordering, how to manage staff, how to sort of kitchen stock, how to do... Did all this within a year while most companies or bars teach you within three to five. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Because I remember my brother was at the bull. And he said within five years of what I learned under my mum, he learned in three to five years of the bull. That's why I'm sticking with that. In one year with, with your mum? Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, in one year working with my mum. It took him three to five to learn the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't like he had manager after manager. He had two managers that he learnt off. I just had the one in one year. Yeah, but it's given the responsibility to do it. Mm. Because obviously... The managers above him could do it. Yeah. They just didn't show him. Mm-hmm. It was like, my mom was dead to, like, leave me to my own devices. Yeah. Threw me in the deep end very quick. So, like I said, my mom went on training course the first week we opened. Yeah. Then her and my dad went off, I think it was, like, three months later, on a weekend training course, when we just started the Sunday dinners. <sighs> and... It was summer as well, and it was packed. It was stupidly busy. And I had three staff on the floor. One that was constantly getting upset and crying. One of the lads was 16, so he couldn't even jump behind the bar to pour pints. Because the law is, you can be 16 and pour pints behind a bar, and 17 and pour drinks behind the bar, but the licensee owner has to be there. So if my mum's not there, who's the licensee owner, mm-hmm. can't do it. Yeah. So it's AK and me behind the bar and Miss Thierry face as well. So, and then we've got three kitchen staff, one making desserts. Uh, you got the other two that are cooking. One, um, I believe, has sadly passed away now. And the other one was a complete fucking nutcase. Craig. Oh. I don't mind saying his name. He was, a, he was <sighs> the gayest man I've ever met and he was the craziest man I've ever met. If you came back with a plate... He would throw it at you and tell you to fuck off and go out and confront the customer. He was a nut job. He was a fucking idiot. Wasn't there long, I'm guessing? Uh, no, he was there the whole entire time because my man never got rid of him. The bit where we got lucky was he broke his leg while he was on the piss one day. My man just jumped in the kitchen and I was on the floor and I probably did... 9 till 11 at night, 9 in the morning till 11 at night, or if not, before 9 for the cleaning, 
um, you're talking five days of that, and then on Sunday I would do eight in the morning till three o'clock in the afternoon, and then I'd come over uh, for drinks. On the Sunday? On the Sunday. Yeah, because we, we used to have... Uh, it, we called it the Monday, Monday off posse. Yeah. And Joe, because <laughs> Joe was never off on a Monday. He was just used to be hung over at work. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I used to come over every Sunday. I'd get a taxi from Wickham. It costs us uh, anywhere between 30, 40 quid each, um, to, all together to get two where you live back home and back home it would cost us anywhere between 30 or 40 quid every time see I'd, I'd never understood that because wasn't I driving at the time no was I not no yes. in 19 I was you didn't start yet no you'd passed your test you weren't driving hold on what year is it <laughs> it's 20 it's 2018 when I left the Porches. I've been driving for you you got your license, but you weren't actually driving, driving yet. You weren't. I know you weren't. Scott? You started... Scott, I've had my license. I remember it was bonfire night. Hold on. Oh, it's coming one up. sec, one sec, one sec. It's coming up. 5th November. Yeah, that's when I got my first car. That's when you got your first car, yeah. Um. So... But I remember any time just, you... just, just for preference, I got my license on the 21st of the 11th, 2017. Yeah. Right? On 5th November, you got your first car. Right. Of 2018. Uh, 2018. 2018. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I already left the poachers. You didn't left? You were still there? 2018, summer, I left the poachers. And I started the Black Bull. No way, no. Yes. Joe, why there's argument in McDonald's the other day? Because Betty proved oh, you wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I didn't drive you to there. I was driving you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dumb up, dumb up, dumb up, dumb up. <laughs> so, yeah, Scott was right. Uh, it rarely happens. Yeah, of course. I got it on. Uh, got my first car, me black Betty. Uh, Had the kid stickers in the back window. Oh no, no, mine wasn't black Betty. That was Jack's. Black Barbie was mine. Barbie's what I called her. Yeah, you had. I remember you had kid <laughs> stickers in the back. The it car that you crashed the day you got the car. No, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. I don't know what you mean, Scott. Uh, <laughs> I believe you did. Um, but yeah, uh, left. I hadn't drove in a year left, and I crashed into a wall. Leave left the Porches and then I went to work at the Black Bull. There's uh, <coughs> no form. When I was leaving the Porches, uh, were they yeah, and uh, the Bury just didn't want to do any of the big ideas that we wanted. Yeah. So we said. Yeah, well, okay, we're going to go then. We're going to leave. It was getting left in capable hands of Angela, so um, she did a good job with the poachers after we left. Um, I stayed a week after we left to help Angela with the back office stuff and with all like all the little kinks in the bar and stuff like yeah, that yeah. that like she might not have known of. Um, and I remember sitting down with the area manager um, and him wanted me mum because there was one of the bars that my mum really wanted she really wanted after the poachers and she went Rob I want this bar and he went I can't give you I've already got a new bonus for it all the rest of it and I went okay then so the new owners went into this bar and uh, what was the bottle? fucked it 
I forgot what it's called. I forgot what it's called. Um, but they fucked it. They, they killed the bar. Do you know what? If she wanted to get another bar, I don't know why she didn't try and get the sun. She didn't want it. Well, she did, but she didn't at the same time. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice. It would have been nice. But at the time, it wasn't available. At the time. Um, but the bar that my man wanted, we're going for. New one has got it, fucked it. They actually smashed it up. Because um, they just let anyone and everyone in. And they had loads of fights because they had loads of cokeheads in. They, went, they let oh. people drink to the point of being absolutely stinking mortal. The Charney? No, mm. kept, but it was basically that. It was basically like the Charney. It, oh. There was just no care for it. There was no care for this bar. Yeah. It was a beautiful bar. It was a bit like the Poachers, funny enough. Just not as nice. Like, it was a nice bar, though. And I remember the semi mom, do you want to take over for a week until the new owner's coming? Sure, why don't I just become the new owner? And they went, no, can't do that. we got new owners lined up for it. Two people I never owned a bar before. My mom went, right, I'll take care for a week. I came in, did the cellar, did the bar and everything. It was nice, nice mm. bar. Uh, the one thing I did like about it was the office was in line with the bar. You didn't have to go downstairs or upstairs. And the cellar was just behind the bar. So there was a door. Oh, my God. There was a door. Uh, so you got behind the bar and there was a door there and that led into your cellar. But it wasn't like downstairs. Didn't have to go downstairs. It was oh a room God. behind the bar. It was a room oh behind the bar. It was God, brilliant. God, I'd love that. Yeah, that's why I mean, <sighs> especially me and my wife, the, there's no, there's the upstairs flat, there's nothing downstairs. It is, it was, me and my were like, this is a fucking dream. There's no office downstairs, you're not freezing cold in the cellar, yeah. or in the office. The f- cellar is the cellar. Cellar's next to the f- freezer, which is right next door to the kitchen. Mate. Car park was big. Had a it had a um, playground. It it was brilliant. Same as what the portrait's got. Basically, just it was a smaller complex. The problem we've got. Uh, no, I I know the other thing about the portrait I'd never mentioned. Um, if you work there, six four is not a good height to be either. You've already mentioned that. Yeah, no, no. For the bar, for doing the stairs, it's awful. <laughs> but I get that. It's taller than most cellars. It is taller than most cellars. Um, it's just the one that I'm working currently is massive. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember working in... Like if you went to the one at the Sun, their cellar's tiny. Yeah, yeah, so, um, The Sun, I've got actually like, pretty much go on my knees. Because yeah. I'm just I'm too big. There was I went and did a, a relief shift at the Ben Lohman mm-hmm. in Jarrah. Big up Jarrah. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was quite easy. The only thing I had the problem with was the cellar was, again the height for normal people and not giants like me. Mm. I want to point out, I am only 6'4". I'm not actually, like, giant. I just... I'm a, I'm a bit... I'm above average. In more than one way, ladies. I say this to everyone now. I know. Joe's balls, huge. Dick, tiny. I... Every time. But, uh, And you wonder why I'm single. <laughs> uh, I remember when I went to the Black Bull, worked there for two years... Two and a half, two years. Um, left. We'll see I left. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see I left. Was that by your uh, own, own decision or somebody else's? I was leaving anyway. <laughs> yeah, you were leaving anyway. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was only remember your temporary job as well. That was the thing. Same. Um, Fucking same and I'm still there. Yep. Uh, and then... No, <laughs> That was during lockdown. 
And then I went and worked at a place called the Energy Check selling gas and electric to fucking companies and just ringing around numbers. That lasted for about three months. Got let go in the February because the third, January or the February, I think it was the January, sorry, um, because the third lockdown hit. So they let loads of staff go. It was a third lockdown? Yeah, there was three altogether. Oh, I... There's three old There probably was. The first one I'll never know. Because obviously I worked for Hermes at the time. Yeah. So um, there was three lockdowns all together. Uh, the third lockdown, that's when I got let go. Uh, I tried to find jobs for three months. And I was going to random places for jobs. I didn't care what it was. As long as I was earning money. Because I had the flat at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, right. Trying to get any job I could. I remember... It's really touching, I'm going to mention it. I remember walking to the bus station at Falling Ends and having anxiety for the first time in my life, like a panic attack. Like, worried. Because there was one thing, I just I just didn't want the job. I, I got the job, but I didn't want to do it. And it was, was a state of just going door to door, selling shit. I didn't want to do it. I was so unhappy with my life at that time. I didn't want to do it. So, I remember being on the bus, going to the back of the bus, double-decker, going right at the back where the cool kids sit, and being on the f- texting me going, I really don't want to go. She went, well, don't. And I'm like, no, because we need the money and shit. And I remember sitting there, and Ray rang us, and I started crying on the phone to her because of how badly I had to do it to get the money for the flat so I had somewhere to live, but then not want to do because of how unhappy I was. And then I remember bawling my eyes out, getting the town, standing right outside the building before it opened, right? Because I got there half an hour early. Standing outside, and it's an alleyway. And I'm standing there, looking at these shutters, going, I want this day over with now. And I remember going, I really don't want to go. I don't want to do this. I was on the phone with Ray, and I went, I'm going to wait till the actual minute, because Nee wants you it's two minutes too. As I slowly started, I took two steps. Ten to fifteen people, either side of the alleyway, started walking down towards the work to open it up, because they all started yeah. on the minute. And I remember I slowly walked past them, because I had never met any of them apart from the manager, and the manager wasn't there. And I walked past them all, and I got on the bus, and I got home, Took all my kit off, went to bed, and re went. Enjoy work then, I went, it was fucking class. Fell asleep. I'm doing that, and then I got the job off, I go to the Gossy Race course and work there. But I had, I waited like three days when I got told, oh yeah, I'll give you a ring back. I waited three days, and I went, I'm not doing anything, I'm unemployed, I'm fucking going there. Got on the bike, went there, south side of the board, I'm in stroll, and I went, uh, the, the, I went to one of the man jazz, Nick Lan, and I went, Nick, we love out. Who's the guy who was when we meeting? Anyway, she went, yeah, he's, he's inside. I went, tell him I'm here and I'm waiting. I had a glass of Coke and I had a glass of water. For anyone out there, if you're going to meet someone, do not drink alcohol. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a... It's a bad... It's, it gives you that perception of that kid's a pisshead. Yeah. If you are going to meet someone for a business reason or for a job or anything, do not have any alcohol in your system or... Be drinking it when you're sitting there. Even if they offer you a drink, it's a test. Have your water. 
have your lemonade, have soda, whatever it is, drink something that's not alcoholic. Yeah. I had a meeting in a bar the other day to set this up for the poachers and I didn't, I didn't, I'm standing at a bar and I went, can I have a glass of lemonade? And I, I got tore off my dad because my dad went, can I have a lime and soda? My dad always has lime and soda when he has a meeting with someone. He saves the pints for maybe the night he's working or after mm. that. And don't drink while you work either. Yeah, wait, it's a big no-no. Wait till you've after you finish working. Yeah. Um. I I don't drink and work. That's mm. no. <laughs> Business should not mix with pleasure. And I think most people be like, oh, well, if you're bombing, you'd be drinking all the time. The only time you get a drink as a bombing is one if someone buys a drink for you, which I always say no. If you ever say working, you will never get me a drink because I'll always say no. Unless you go to another member of staff and they get the drink. And say, Scott, I got you a drink off this customer. That's the only yeah. time. Um, or if I'm doing me lines. If I'm doing a line clean, I've got a taste of beer. And I'll have a pint afterwards. But that's when I've finished work. Yeah, you've also finished. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing. We're not on shift when we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there is one job that I've missed off. Don't mm. know about yourself. I mentioned it briefly there. I was waiting for him. He's at one point. Yeah. As a delivery driver. You love that, you you know what? It wasn't a bad job. It really wasn't. It was at points. It was a bit fucking hard, like during the pandemic and that. Um, that's fingers. It was that's when like Royal Mail were like begging for staff. Yeah. Because there was everyone had more money than what they usually have because they weren't going out places. Mm-hmm. So they were ordering shit a lot. Yeah, it was it was hard work. It really was. But it, I was making really good money, and. It got to a point, like, I did I did it for about a year. And the reason why I, like, stopped was I ended up with gastroenteritis. Oh. Which, which is, it's pretty much like sickness and diarrhea, but it's, like, extreme version of it. I remember you getting that, yeah. Yeah, so, like, for, like, every 15 minutes, it would be coming out of one end. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's a bit gruesome for some people, actually, now I think it would have. But, um, so I rang up and I was like, look, I... I can't do anything about this. I've got nobody to cover me thing. I'm very sorry. And we were kicking off about it, blah, blah, blah. And I just turned around and went. And they said, it's your problem. You've got to deal with it. I turned around and went, I quit. It's your problem. You've got to deal with it. And hung up. So that, that was probably one of the first times like, I, I was like, you know what? I've done nothing wrong here. I did everything right. I had a doctor's sick note. I had everything. Mm. I needed about a week off. But at the time, I was still working as a barman. Yeah. Part-time. Uh, and I went in to work ooh, uh, on August the 17th because it was my mother's birthday. Big up, Debs. Uh, if you're showing out your mom, I'm showing out mine. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> So obviously I went in and all I did instead was tell them, look, I'm feeling a lot better. I can come back to work on Friday if that's better for you. They were over the moon. So I pissed off one job, made the other one very happy. <laughs> right, I think we're going to end the podcast there. Oh, it sounds like a fucking ideal plan. We're in a bar and I want some alcohol. Yeah, so me and Joe now are going to try and get pissed. Um, so just a re- Say again, thank you very much to the poachers. 
And their lovely staff. And their lovely staff and lovely ownership. Um, Poacher Pocket, um, just to give them a little shout since they've lent with the room. Um, probably the best firework display in town it has in their flyer. Um, it's Thursday the 4th of November, starts at half five. There'll be fairground rides, candy stalls, sparklers, glow sticks, hot dog burgers and more. For more information, visit www.thepoacherspocket.com. Telephone number is 0191-597-5454. Just in case you want to get more information on this. Um, and it's at Market Lane, Wickham, NE164TG. That is Market Lane, Wickham, NE164TG. Um, I tell you now, I'm not just saying it for the bullshit. It's been going on for years, the fireworks and that. And it is spectacular. Cliff, who does the fireworks, he does brilliant at them, an ex-fireman. Um, you have a DJ on the roof. Father Martin, me da- big ups, big ups, me da. Father Martin, one of the best DJs in the whole of Newcastle or entire England. I'll happily say that one. Um, I concur. And there'll be drink. Obviously, it's a bar. Hopefully, uh, a lot of people show up for them. The new ownership they've just took over recently, but they, I think they know what they're doing. We'll also have a special guest there. To the, to the not now already. Well. Oh, there's a special guest arriving at the Porter's Park that, that evening. Our very own Scott's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. going I'll, to I'll, the event. I'll be going. Mm. I'll be going. Uh, if anyone that recognises me, brilliant. Don't mind coming over. I'll say hello. Um, but if you don't know what I look like, then I don't know. Google it. <laughs> if anyone gets a picture with him and sends it to uh, our Twitter, Instagram. Twitter, Instagram uh, Instagram handle After Hours Podcast 100 Facebook The After Hours Podcast Twitter After Hours NE uh, TikTok After Hours Podcast We are going to start showing people how do shit in pubs um, So a symbol <laughs> of how pour pine properly How change kegs How do simple stuff in a bar If you want to learn how to do stuff in a bar We're going to be doing it all on TikTok In the next coming weeks Is there anything else to my last little thing. I am not throwing it back on TikTok. I'm doing no fucking renegades. No nothing. I tell you what. <laughs> when we get... Oh, no. <laughs> a thousand followers on TikTok. A thousand followers on TikTok. I'll get Joe throw it back. Mate. What? <laughs> I will throw... I know two songs to get Joe throw it back to. Okay, okay. That, <laughs> Joe's Joe panicking now. listen. <laughs> I'll do it for a thousand if you do it for seven hundred and fifty. Thousand? No, dumbass. <laughs> seven hundred and fifty. Boom. All right. I'll do it for a thousand if you do it seven hundred and fifty. Throw it back on a keg. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Thank you very much for listening. That's been another week for us, episode number ten. Thank you very much for watching. Goodbye, my friends. Me and Joe would like to welcome our first sponsors to the After Hours podcast in ManHealth. ManHealth provide free PR support groups and a web chat and connect to services all across County Durham and Northumberland for men with depression and other mental health conditions. We know that the intense emotional pain you can experience when depressed can distort your thinking so it becomes harder to see possible solutions to problems. Suicide might seem like the only way to stop the pain. It's not. In 2020 alone, Man Health supported over 3,500 men and provided over 7,000 hours of free PR support. Working men aged between 25 to 54 years old 
account for the largest number of suicide deaths in the UK. On the page www.manhealth.org.uk you can press for the word about to find out exactly what you can do about this. Thank you very much. Now back to our scheduled programming.